With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pat's Radio. All right, welcome to the show. I'm Tony Wink alongside PJ Dorn and Roman Avila. Across the glass, Jack and Leanne DeLeon producing the program. And Tommy Boy Elverson and Chris Bishop are helping along the way. Saturday night in Pomona, California, the Red Bull straight rhythm was all two strokes, except for one electric bike. For the first time, and it made for some great racing, both retired Ryans, Villapoto and Dungey, of course, came out of retirement for the day. Both looking really good, and uh, we're close to making it to the top of the box. Close. But it was Shane McElrath that took the win in the 250 class, and Carson Brown topped the 125, I mean the 150cc class. Uh, cheater bikes. Uh, Carson is the son of the uh, the owner of P- BBR Pit Bikes, so he's really good on mini bikes, too. Can you imagine that, guys? Uh Endurocross was in, uh, the series was in Denver, Colorado, and Pit Pass Radio regular Colton Haker took another win. He's four out of five of the last, four out of the last five rounds, he's won four of them and holds a small points lead over Cody Webb. Two mounds remain of that series. And for road racing news, we go to PJ. Well, from Motegi, Japan, we had a... Business as usual, Marquez goes ahead and wins it. Dovey fought him to near the end and unfortunately crashed, which gave uh, second place to Cal Crutchlow, third place Alex Rins, and that was quite a, actually a beautiful finish. So where are they at in the series and the points and that sort of thing? Uh, Marquez has completely locked it up, second through ninth, completely wide open. I mean, certainly there's some guys closer to the top, but there is a mathematical chance for the guy in ninth to pull his way all the way to second. Holy so, cow. Uh, Marquez has certainly got it. It's locked. It's his title now. And coming up in World in World Superbike this weekend, we will have the season finale from Cutter over in uh, Los Sales, the is Los Sales track. Is that under the lights? Yes. Well, it typically is when it's MotoGP. That's a good question. I think it is for right. World Super, but I'm not hundred on, not hundred percent on that. Yes, yeah, so I knew. I knew that uh, MotoGP would be always at night because it's super hot. But the timing is different, yeah, maybe. So this I don't time know. Of year if, might not be so miserable. I, that's a good question. I'll find out. It sounds miserable just being there. You've been there, haven't you, Roman? No, I haven't. I didn't get a chance How to How far is that right from now. Afghanistan? Uh, a fair amount. Oh, but, uh, see, so yeah. I'm not real good at geography. No, it's all right. Outside of the United yeah, States. Sure. But, uh, You've been to Europe <laughs> once. Abu Dhabi, you're in that area. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so on the program today, we have Shane McElrath, who won the Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Awesome. Also, AJ Catanzaro is going to be on, who raced the 150 class. He had a super tricked out... James Stewart replica. We were cheering for him just because yeah, of that. But it was awesome. Tristan Hart is going to join us as well, who's racing the Enduro Cross Series. Road racer Cameron Bobier is on, and uh, GNCC racer Josh String is going to be on in hour number two. So we go to our first guest now, if you will, Jack. Please patch through Shane McArath. Shane, congratulations on your win, man. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was pretty wild. How cool was that? Man, it was. It was something else, just uh, especially getting to race Dungey in the final. It was right. so crazy. I was like... And beating was, him. Yeah, beating yeah, him. Yeah, well, I was stuck 
uh, like in my own head, I'm like, man, second, second's fine. Like second's pretty <laughs> cool. But at the same time, like, no, I want to race him hard. Like I, I, I think I, I might be able to beat him. And it was just, it was crazy. I, yeah, something else. How old are you, Shane? I am 24. Okay. So that brings me to my point. What do you know about racing a 250 T-Stroke? <laughs> um, I don't, actually. I don't know. I've Before Wednesday of last week, I'd spent maybe three laps on a 250 T-Stroke. Come on. And, wow. Uh, I, I grew up riding a 125. Okay. A lot, and I uh, raced that in schoolboy, but um, never really rode a 250 T-Stroke. Um, never really had much interest to, uh, and then, uh, I, uh, rode it on Wednesday for the first time on Supercross and was scared to death <laughs> trying to figure out how to time my jumps and cause I mean, it, it had more power than our 250S uh-huh. yeah. and, uh, so it, it was a lot of power with a strange delivery because of the carburetor and it made for a lot of air wheelies that's for sure so the the tpi uh, thing is, is that on the 252 stroke or you, can you only get that on the 350 yeah. no they they absolutely have it on the 250 and the 300 now in the ktm world okay so you you weren't on the transfer port injected bike or, or you were or you don't even know who knows uh i'm not sure they <laughs> plan on riding a 252 stroke and it, uh, it had been built for about a week and a half but we were just testing and stuff uh on our four strokes and i was like dude i i kind of want to ride it before we have to race it and, uh, <laughs> might be helpful we, i rode it for about 20 minutes before uh or i rode it about 20 minutes wednesday afternoon then i rode it about 45 minutes at a uh, practice on uh thursday evening and then I had to ride it on Saturday, so I was I was pretty nervous leading up to it and all day Saturday just because I was not that comfortable or confident in my riding on that bike, just not being able to really predict it as well as I would have liked to. We were watching the the, the race. Obviously, we we didn't go. We just we just got. I actually raced all weekend, but I I come home in time for that, and we were watching it and and. Uh, the uh, the two stroke I think s- seemed to make the racing, and I don't know if it's just because it's it's in our head, but it just seemed like the racing was really good. But then I watched some of the videos today. I saw on Racer X or or maybe on Mathis's deal or somebody. I don't know what it was, but there was just while I was waiting to do the show here, I was looking at some videos. And man, the old the old videos on four strokes that, that's a cool event though. I mean, that's just yeah. overall that's a neat event. Do you think the two strokes added to it, or do you think it was just just another cool element of it. Um, I had a lot of fun racing them, but I also, I've had a lot of fun there every year um, riding my four-stroke. Um, I, w- I would say that it was pretty stressful for us just because, I mean, it's supposed to be a fun race, go have fun, and then they put a decent paycheck in front of us, and it's like, okay, well, now you have incentive. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we're not just going to go have fun getting second, third, fourth, whatever. And uh, so it, it was 
it wasn't my favorite thing, and I kind of wish, or I, I hope that I'm not really put in that position again, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, I kind of impressed myself just with ad- having to adapt to the bike so quick, and my best rides were at the end of the night. And uh, it just, each run felt like it progressed. But um, it's really a fun event, and it really helps us with a little bit of bike setup. It helps us with just uh, like riding on Supercross, even though there's no corners. Like it really, really kind of helps us out. So I uh, I love the race, and I think Red Bull does a good job. And, and it is a really fun race, but there's a little too much on the line to – think it's just all fun and games do you think uh you said it helps with bike setup do you learn some stuff that that maybe you're you aren't doing on your on your regular 254 stroke yeah and that's kind of what we've been struggling with this year is we have a new bike so uh our normal setup isn't working anymore um so we've been really trying to dial in our suspension and it's hard to i guess figure that out on on one track like our our supercross track like we try and ride it different places and learn with different types of dirt and this and that but um straight rhythm it's like okay well let's just stiffen it up and get it to to work really good in the whoops let's get it to push through the rhythms really good and then we uh will go take that back to the supercross track and it's like okay well how's the bike now uh it's pretty stiff and i'm having uh, trouble turning okay well then let's start softening it up so that i can still hit the whoops good but i can also get it to turn so you just find so a balance uh, there yeah so it, it really really helps out and uh, just it teaches you technique and uh i mean it's only 40 seconds but at the same time you really uh, learn how to really get everything out of that 40 seconds and you can just take that back and transfer it straight to the supercross track. How can I be more efficient while going faster and, and whatever. So it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Who owns the two stroke you raced? Uh, I, I guess it's KTM. I, uh, I didn't really, um, you just got on the bike and rode it. Yeah. To the win. Plan on riding a two fifty two stroke and, so I said okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, I just curious if I could have it. No. Or buy it. Or... I don't think yeah, you can. There you go. I'd buy it. I yeah. mean, I'd, I don't think I, they're uh, letting a cool that bike one go. to have. It would, it would be, be. A, yeah, for sure. And it'd, yeah. it'd probably bring a pretty penny being the the winning. I don't know. Maybe nobody cares, but I think it'd be. I'm just curious if if uh, you know somebody that ha- you know shop or or somebody of, of KTM. You know, supplied the bike for the well, team, or 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 what happened? You want but, me to call uh, Roger? No, we're off? good. Okay. We're good. Um, Check in with him. Your uh, your 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 season is coming up. What do you what do you have planned? As far, um, far as like West really? Coast or or East Coast? Uh, we're kind of planning on doing uh, planning on doing West Coast. I mean, we um, we try to all be ready for a one. But, um, I mean, things always change. People get hurt and this and that. So, I mean, we don't want to be coming into Supercross and not have anybody that's healthy that's ready. And, uh, or that we don't want to have anybody not ready 
uh, to race in case something happens. So we, uh, we all try to be ready for West Coast, and um, that's kind of what I plan on, on doing is the West Coast. So um, that's pretty much what we're getting ready for. We're dialing the bike in the best we can and just trying to make sure that when I go back to Florida in uh, another couple weeks that we're just strictly focused on base training and, uh, and getting better and building our base. So, um, we won't have any more questions about the bike or tweaking on it or anything. It's just grind time. So, um, that's kind of where we're at right now. Shane, are you training down at Baker factory? Yes. How's that? Uh, it's really good. I'm really happy with the progress that I've made and just uh, to really see the, the science behind um, how to push your body. And uh, that's something that's been really cool to see in myself is it's not so much progress like day-to-day, week-to-week, um, but like each year looking back, it's like, wow, that is that is a huge improvement, like, um, mainly just like the weather down there, uh, especially for outdoors is, is huge. I mean, we could get away with, um, with doing supercross on the West coast, but, um, we're always having to drive here for the ride and drive here to go to the gym. Like there's just kind of a lot involved and, um, there it's, it's a lot more simplified. We have uh, riding gym shop everything right there in one spot so uh we don't have to do so much running around we can do our work and then we can rest and get ready for the next day yeah you're not wasting time traveling from one spot to another sitting it's all on centralized. the 91 waiting yeah. waiting waiting yeah. no thanks no thanks yeah that's why i live in the country yeah. hey shane so uh recently alden had put out a uh I don't know, an article about uh, e-bikes. Ooh, I got uh, one of those. This isn't about you, Tony. All right. So he put out uh, an article, and and I found it in Vital MX, but um, he talks about e-bikes and and motocross training. Is that something that you guys are are doing more of down there? And is that something that you enjoy doing, or can you expand on any of that for me? Um, I've only ridden an e-bike a few times. But, uh, like all the 450 guys down there, they, uh, people who have been down there longer than I have, um, I know they were incorporating that into their training. Um, and it's pretty crazy, like the technical aspect of how they can dial each bike in for, um, the load that each person needs. So that way everybody's going the same speed the whole time, just at different, uh, different like wattages to uh achieve the same goal and so i've i've only ridden one a few times but never for like training purposes um but they are pretty trick and it's pretty crazy um like for us mountain biking like in california and stuff uh it's pretty cool but at the same time sometimes we don't get to go go that far cover a lot of ground just because we do a lot of climbing and sometimes it's really steep so um the e-bikes 
it's almost like taking a mountain bike on the road um, where you can really cover a lot of ground if that's the only thing you have. Like if you don't have a road bike or something uh, and you want you don't really have any trails, it's, it can double as a road bike. So, Well, I'll uh, tell you what, Shane. Double. I've got a I've got a KTM e bike or, or electric assist, you know, and uh, mountain yep. bike, and uh, I'm in turbo mode all the time just to try to keep up with everybody that's on uh, non electric assist bikes and all the climbs because it's uh, yeah it's and yeah. I'm still my heart's about to you know blow out of my chest from from beating so hard and and it's uh, there's no way I could ride with all these dudes that that are you know real mountain bike riders real peddlers yeah. and if i didn't have that thing so now i can hang out i think yeah. it's i think it's really cool and 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 you sent me that link roman of that yeah. uh, alden put out or whatever that was on vital and it was uh pretty cool so um yeah so so you can't uh you have to wait till you're on a 450 to uh, get to use that or <laughs> or alden uh, makes you earn that ride or what are you riding you just yeah, riding road I'm, bikes I'm, yeah we uh like i kind of leave my mountain bike in california because the road bike in here is kind of a little more dangerous. Um, so there's a lot of mountain biking here. So we kind of, we kind of try and stick to mountain biking on, uh, the West coast, but then the East coast there, especially where we live, like in Claremont, there's a, a bike path that can take us all the way to Orlando, or there's a bunch of country roads that, um, not a lot of traffic are on is on. So we, uh, we can really cover a lot of ground uh they're on road bikes and still be pretty safe so um but there's also not much climbing either so we we've got to be pushing a pretty decent pace to um get a good training load out of our road bikes but at the same time like we uh we try and stick to that because it's a little more safer on the east coast and in california you got all that uh so sick, bro. Sm- mountain smog. biking. Oh, smog. I guess smog too. Oh, you say smog. The yeah, yeah, the mountain biking would be would be preferable, I would think, because uh, you get up out of the city air and there is a lot actually. Some yeah. really cool riding yeah. in, in California, so Southern California for mountain bikes. But the road yeah. bikes, there's not. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I wouldn't. No chance. I'm going to ride my bicycle, my road bike in in California unless mm-hmm. I'm on a trail because it's uh, sketchy. Yeah. But I'm I'm scared anyway. Yeah. Every time I get on, if I'm not on a on a an actual uh, y- you know bicycle trail, yeah, yeah. So I I tell you a real quick story, and then we have to wrap this up. But I was with Justin Brayton, and he came back. He's from here, you know, and he came back, yeah. and he's having a little mountain or a little road bike thing, sixty miles, no big deal. All right, I got my yeah. electric assist. Yeah. I forgot to charge it. And uh, oh, no. that bike weighs a thousand pounds without, yeah. you know what I mean? It's so heavy. Oh, and I'm on a mountain no. with off-road tires and I get about halfway through and I'm like, the thing's petering out on me. And I go, yeah, JB, I don't know if I can do this. And he's behind yeah. me pushing my, pushing me, you know, and oh, literally pushing me. It was, cool. it was brutal. So, um, if you're going to count on the E assist and you're going to get a long ways from home, Make sure the battery's changed. And it, and it was brutal, Shane. Yeah. He could barely walk the next day. Oh, it was, it was so bad. It was so painful. So walk, bad. Walk or sit down. Oh, I was laughing <laughs> I went, so hard. I went and got a road bike directly after that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Shane, congratulations on your win at the at the uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm. And, and I know you're going to have equal success in Supercross this year. And I'm excited to, to – uh, 
I'm probably not even going to make it to a round until San Diego, but um, I'm really excited to watch you race, and uh, I know you're going to have an awesome season. Who do you want to thank that helps you go race? Man, I, I uh, God has been so good to me and my wife, and that's really um, something that we're learning. We're, we're just thankful and grateful, and that's that's been a big part of our lives um, since we've gotten married. And, uh, and then some, so, um, just got to thank my whole team and, uh, this could be my last year in the 250 class and they're, they're behind me a hundred percent. So, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. All right, Shane, congratulations. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have AJ Catanzaro. This is pit pass. I also want to thank, um, some of our our sponsors including fly racing continue to expand its hard line uh, a line of hard parts from bike stands to handlebars grips chain and sprockets foot pegs and lever assemblies to creative products such as its innovative boot wash stand fly racing designers are committed to making quality hard parts visit flyracing.com or see your local fly racing authorized dealer for a full list of available fly hard parts this is pit pass stay tuned Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.